Hey, this is Matt from Blue October, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Back to the Blues Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, along with Chris. Yo. And. Ashley. Hooray. I'm so, Family reunion. Yay. I know. It feels so good. So, back at it once again, unfortunately, to a degree. <laughs> like, it's been, like, hard to watch games lately. So. Uh, it's really, really hard to watch games. So, we're going to go over a couple of games and then kind of talk about the state of the Blues. Talk about the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Blues made one move, which was interesting. Unexpected, we'll say that much at least. A little unexpected. It, it really, to me, all it did was foreshadow what was coming in the off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about that, and we got some questions from Twitter. We'll do later on. So we got, yep. and then games. We not games. I'll go over the games. We got a ton of stuff to go over. So first off, let's do since our 100th podcast, which we're really happy everybody came out. We had a good it was a turnout. Great time. It was fun. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, guys. Yeah. So we'll, but you know, everything went well. There and uh, he welcomed us back anytime. So Yay. hopefully we can get something Which else. Which I there. think we were originally saying a playoff. We were saying playoffs, but then unfortunately the Blues went their, they went. <laughs> Blues went in their little tailspin, and that kind of has thrown things for a loop. So Is that how we well, describe it this way? A tailspin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can think of a lot of ways to describe <laughs> it. Free fall. S Let's show. Just leave it with correct. Tailspin. Yeah. So a lot of different things. So cluster F. Yeah. So Blues lost two to one against Dallas that on the sixteenth of February. So that's the last time we recorded. That's a little, you know, it's 2 nothing, and then we score with, like, under 30 seconds left. I think, like, a minute and a half. Actually. Maybe a minute and a half, yeah. minute and a half, you're right. So, then they come home, and you're like, all right, you're playing San Jose, who's been pretty decent all year. Mm-hmm. Lose San Jose 3-2. to two. Yep. Uh, effort was better, but it seems like it didn't come. Then, the weekend happened against two of the top teams in the Central, and it just proved how bad, way the Blues were going to go. Yeah. It was ugly. Yeah, the Blues was 4 nothing at home to Winnipeg, and we were never in the game. Dude, it, being there, though. You were there for that game. Oh, so. my gosh. I have never been to a hockey game. Well, a Blues game. That um, was the Friday night game, right? Yes. yes. Okay, I was in Vegas for that. Yeah, we had we had a couple of friends actually down from Winnipeg that were Winnipeg fans. Uh, one of our followers, uh, Daryl, that listens in all the time. Mm-hmm. And his wife came down for a game. Uh, my husband and I joined them. But I swear to you, I've never, ever felt so depressed in Scott Trade Center. Ever, nobody was talking. Nobody was cheering. Why would they? By the middle of the second period, at least a quarter of the fans were gone, at least. I don't, that, so this would have was... The fifth game in a row they lost this game? I believe it was yes, the Yes, because the claps, the claps started with the infamous national, national game. game where they're winning 3 nothing going to the third, right, and, and they went on choked. to lose 4-3 in overtime. Lost that Friday game. Yep. And then lost to San Jose. Yep. Lost to Winnipeg. So this would be game lost four. five because they five. lost to Pittsburgh before I, the um, national game. I was actually – I was sitting in T-Mobile. We went to. We were lucky enough to get tickets to the Golden Knights Vancouver game, which I want to talk about that experience later in the podcast. Okay, um, but I do want to thank the Blues for not scoring a goal in this game because when we were in Vegas, we bet uh, a bet called the Big Salami. No, I'm sorry, the Grand Salami. Okay, which is you bet the over under for total goal scored that night in the NHL. Okay, 
and the line was 29 and a half. We bet the under. There were 29 goals scored oh, wow. in that so game. So Blues helped you out for once. Had one more goal been scored in the NHL, we would have lost our bet. Uh-huh. And the best part was the last goal. The Vegas game was the last goal or the last game of the night in the NHL. Yeah. The Canucks scored on themselves on the, on an open on a uh, empty net with the goalie pulled. Uh, they went to sh- uh, pass the puck back to the point, and the dude it. missed the pass, yeah. and it just trickled legitimately three quarters of the way down the ice into the net. Yeah, and I was I was like, we have ninety seconds, no one better score. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Blues, while they looked crappy on ice. Won me some money that night. Well, that's good for once. At least, at least there's a positive to come out. Silver of that lining: novel. the Blues yes. are terrible. Your boy won some cash. Yeah, yeah. But being at that game, I swear I've never seen a team literally just give up after that first goal because we oh, have scored last we scored year. The first goal and the year before, and the year before, and the year before, year before that. I think I posted something on Twitter yesterday that came up in Time Hop, which was a year ago yesterday. I posted, this team has no heart. I give up. And then the next slide was a picture from three years ago where it says, this team doesn't know how to win. And I was like, oh, I'm sensing a recurring theme. Yeah. And hasn't been uh, good. So then they go to Nashville and Blues fans are not uh, stomped. Yeah. Not feeling Mm. it. No, no, no. There's one more that, and we'll start start there for our recaps. Um, The Blues go to Minnesota then. This effing game. Ugh. At wow. least they scored. Yeah, so it starts off uh, two minutes and three minutes into the game on the power play. Jason Zucker gets his 26th of the year. Suter and Stahl get the goals. Uh, Granlin comes back and gets his 18th from Stahl and Zucker. Finally, the Blues get on the board here. And Terry Singer gets his 25th of the year from Shenanstein. And we're going to talk about another – we'll do all the Blues. I'll do the game recaps, and then we're going to do the Blues issues at the end because we're going to okay. talk about the stuff with the media, with the fans that they talked about. Mm-hmm. Oh, that infuriated me. Yeah, so we're going to go over that as well. So we're just going to kind of do kind of like in sections here. So we'll sure. just do game recap and talk about the game in general. I started laughing during this game at one mm-hmm. point. Like it was that terrible that I started laughing at the way Minnesota was scoring goals on St. Louis. I yeah. can't believe it. It was not good. So the Blues, if they get back into, we're going to get back into this, but Granlin gets scores, makes it three to one. Petrangelo scores 15 seconds into the second. So you're yeah. like off a really, really awesome move. And I'm like, fantastic. He looks good. Get me some points. Let's get going here. And then Blues don't really do any pressure. Stahl scores another goal from Zucker and Suter. 819. Koivu gets another goal. It's a goal at the, his 10th from Coyle and Parise at 17 minute mark. And then Terrence comes back on the power play. Power play comes alive for once. Yeah. Five to three. So, and then quickly. At one blown. point, it looked like the Blues had tied this game at three. Yes. So and they waved off the goal. They waved off the goal. So, this is, I missed most of this game due to yeah. uh, hockey. So, I was. Oh, I saw it and like, just, sure. I yeah. was watching it at my husband's dinner, and then I turned my phone off, and he came out to serve one of their courses, and I looked at him, and I go, don't look at your phone for the Blues game, and he goes, why? I go, just don't. Uh, I go, it'll ruin this night that you guys have been working for for months. Yes. I, it, it wasn't good. It got to the point in the third period where I was really actively cheering for Minnesota to hang 10 on the Blues. Cause I, I, if it, you're going to see a blowout, make going, it a big blowout. It's go- I really think it's going to take something that epically terrible 
for real change to happen. To realize the downward spiral that they're really on. Yeah. And this is the game. They're like a Sharknado right now. It's It's just terrible. Yeah. This is the game after the trade deadline. Yeah. So everybody thought they would respond due to the trade that happened. Oh, they did. They They took a giant dump on center ice. Yeah. And then so Spurgeon made it with 15 seconds left in the period. Yeah. A killer. And the Blues are just six to three. And but wait, Dead there's more. Eric Stahl gets, let's just say, two in the third. He gets his, uh, no. scores a hat trick. His, uh, in the wild win. This is their fifth straight game, and they've taken firm control of that third spot. Yeah, they have. They're, what, and, I think, nine points up now? Uh, on the Blues? Yeah. Uh, believe it or not, only five. I thought it was, okay. Maybe at the time they did, and then they kind of fell. What, at, I thought well, I, I looked at last the standings after yesterday's Dallas game. And, and Dallas I, is tied. They have 79 points. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. So, but it's, uh, we'll do the standings at the end. But yeah, the Blues. I feel like I'm reliving a breakup talking oh. about this. Like I'm over here, uh, like right. so sad. The Blues, <laughs> mind you, as awful as they've played lately, still have a so, chance. Well, that's a testament to we'll how good about. they were in the beginning. Yeah. 21 and 8 to start, and they've been under 500 since that. Well, yeah. that's the only thing that they have going for them right now is that they started off this season very, very strong. We wouldn't be anywhere right now if they Re- wouldn't have been that good. Remember, we were the second team to get to 20 wins. Uh, I'm sorry, 20 points behind Tampa, and that was by one day. And for, a, I believe, most of October. And November, actually. We had the best record in the league. And come from behind wins? Yeah. Yeah, we had the best record in the West through November. Yeah. Mid-November, I think. And since then, they have one of the worst. I don't, yeah, it's. So, not You know what's bizarre is, it seems like this team has never, even though he's back, has never really recovered from um, Schwartz going out. Yeah. And. I like Jaden Schwartz. He's a good player, but he's not by far the glue that holds this team together. And even if it was, like he's been back for a good time, and this team cannot get their ish together at all. The only Correct. consistent thing about the Blues is their inconsistency. Yeah, yep. and then this they're time, all over the place. They're yeah. not even, it's not even one thing they're failing at. It's not one thing that they're fumbling during these games. It's, it's literally everything. everything. Yeah. yeah, and uh, by this time we also Robert Portuzo has been hurt. Yep, Jordan Smaltz was out. Chris Butler was up. That was the seems same. like a nice guy. Yeah, seems like a great guy. He's a good he is, guy. He's not an AHL. He's an AHL player now. He's yes. not an AHL defenseman. No, he's not. He, the, the, the stuff being a third pairing guy and the mistakes that were made, maybe it's because he's not hasn't been with the team. Well, you can say that. If we're but, gonna talk about defensive mistakes, we need to talk about yesterday's game. No, uh, we'll go over specifically yeah, we're going to that one. overtime. Um yeah. So we'll get into that one. So Blues play on mind you, the Minnesota game's national television game. So was the Nashville game. So was the Nashville game. I feel like I should have brought a bottle of liquor. Yeah. Back to back. For this. Back to back NBC games. Yeah. Three. Oh, that's really? right. Three NBC games. Where you, you? This is going to be the time where, after the trade deadline, you're hoping the Blues are tar- starting to ascend and be ready for the playoffs. Right. Like which, when you look at the schedule back. The which you look at it, there's a reason why St. Louis had three games on national TV in a row. Because NBC and the NHL was banking on the Blues being a cup contender. Yeah, or at least a very good team. Yes. Yep. Like, and unfortunately, they didn't. They are a team. 
Yes. Um, so the, we're in the NHL. Yeah. We so are. this is <laughs> this is rivalry night. Unfortunately, they have Ugh. not looked at. The, they realized that I think it should be called Detroit. Night. Detroit has Literally. not been in, in our division for many years now. So really, the rivalry's kind of died down. You just watch old clips, and that's about the only thing. Yeah. Fans Very like true. us who've been around a while, like you see the Chevrolet Day Joseph fight. One of you the see, best games I ever went to. Yeah, you see different g- games where in the you know unfortunately they had to show the Eisenman shot and stuff like that. I have, so yeah, many people I still don't even nightmares. know that we used to have a rival with them. I yeah. still have nightmares about that that uh, goal. And it, I, I've said it every time. Like it's not so much that we lost to Detroit in seven, but it was the that, team that we had. That game was so good. Yeah, and it was zero zero into double overtime. For it to like end that, on yeah. such a weak goal, and I like look. I get that a lot of times that's how it ends in, in a mm-hmm. playoff game is a goofy goal. Look at the Steen goal against Jonathan Quick a couple of years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the Patrick Kane goal that won them the cup the against cup Philadelphia. Yeah. I, I get that like fluky goals happen, but like a slap shot from damn near center ice that was really just a dump in. Yeah. Yep, and for that to that. be the goal that ends that game and that series. Mind you, the Blues, that was only the second round, too, and the Blues yeah. were, was, once again, it's like this. from that series on, there's been numerous times when the Blues have played a team that would go on to win the Cup, where they were like, mm-hmm. if they got past that team, they it had a good ours. shot at the Cup. Yeah. Chicago. Like, you could say the LA, Chicago, the L.A. years where. San they Jose got, didn't win the Cup, but yeah. went to the final. But we, if we got by those teams, we had a decent shot all yeah. those years. Agreed. Totally like, agree. I'm not saying they would have won it, but decent shot all those years. I would love to look at the stats to see how many times the team that knocks out the Blues at least goes to the finals. I'll look into that for next podcast. It's quite a bit. I say that every year. I'm just like, well, every single time we get knocked out of the playoffs, those people either go to the finals or they win. Every I mean, single, it's, for the last 10 years, it's been Chicago and L.A. damn near every year. Yeah, yeah every other day they switch years, basically. Yeah. So. I don't know. So, and then last year with Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Now we got so. these predator idiots around. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? And like, be I hate it. I, I hate that there's another team that's Same. younger than us that looks like they could win a cup. Mm-hmm. But can't fault you. Them. Can't fault them, man. They, they yep. have, and it's a and mix, you can it's hate a, their fans all you want, but they're showing up. Yep. And the thing is with that with that team, it's a little sidebar is it's a mix of. The trades, the big trades that they pulled off have worked mm-hmm. out. We pulled the Ryan Miller trade, didn't work out. They they did Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson, worked out. P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban oh, for, yeah. oh, worked for oh, Shea yeah. Weber, worked out. The freaking um, spark that lit underneath Nashville after yep. they got P.K., yeah. Yeah, and then the little trades like Hartnell. Oh, Hartnell coming back, and yeah. then like uh, Martin Erat for Philip Forsberg. I know. Little stuff like that, like a good – they've had that luck, and just the big trades have worked out. The, the Blues had – a one of those. Look, we had a run of that. I mean, the Keith Kachuk trade was great and things like that. But they were just know, always one component short. That's been the problem. They either yeah, had a goalie short or a I would say short. that by and large, even though we didn't win a cup with them, I would say the Eric Johnson Shattenkirk trade worked much better for us than it did Colorado. Very much yeah. so. You can say that because Eric Johnson. I mean, he's still there, but I mean, I mean they have not Kevin. He's not Kevin Shattenkirk. Correct, mm-hmm. and he haven't been to playoffs, and we've had success since then. So you can, that's all you can really say. Yeah, their draft pick. Still with them, but because the only reason I know he's still with them is because he's been on the third pairing of their AHL team. Yeah. Mind you, we don't have Ty Ratty, but that's whatever. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, back to the game. We'll get into all the Blues stuff there. So We're just a- mad. Ashley's favorite player uh, gets the scoring started. Ooh, his seventh of the year from Preco and Brodziak. Preco kind of makes this play with the rush. Yes. He played with a like a fire lit in his ass for once. I, I don't yeah, know if he really said something to him, mm. but he rushed this and went right to the net. 
Uh, and then Upshaw was there Tyler to clean up the off. rebound. Thank God someone is. Yeah. yeah. And so that's a minute into the second period. And, lo- and the Blues look pretty good this game. Like They really did. The, the effort was there. Yeah. And while the execution wasn't totally there, it, it's the first game and that's in a while. Which we're going to talk about. That I've seen this team play like games. they thought they could win. And this goal... I kind of thought was all the frustration Alex Petrangelo's had built up for the last month, two months, whatever, he took out on this puck. Yeah. He rifled this puck. He got Schwartz gets in and steals the puck from behind the net. Uh, centers it to Petrangelo, who's coming in from the point, and just he literally just puts all everything he has and goes short side on uh, Jimmy Bishop. Howard. Is it Jimmy he's Howard been, he's or Ben Bishop? His anger in that no, this is uh, Detroit. Oh, okay. So he goes sh- uh, short side wins. His goal is 11th from short and Shen at the 1437. Uh, Carter Hutton's in net makes a ton of saves in this. I mean, and I don't think there's really a lot of. I can't remember there being high danger ones. No, Here, maybe a couple. Detroit but not put pucks on net, but it was by and end, large near the end is yeah. when it. And I'm gonna mess this up. Andreas, happy to see you. Anthisu, yeah, sure from Bertuzzi. I think I don't think it's I think it's Bertuzzi's kid. I think it is. Okay, and at the 18 15 mark. Ruining the shutout for Carter Hutton. A little uh, sketchy at the end there. Hashtag Ryan Miller shutout. I did put that on Twitter, by the way. I saw that. I thought that. you would enjoy that. Oh, pardon so me. So the Blues break the losing streak, thank God. Get two points. Tie for the wild card spot once again. They have, are they're still looking good on the regulation on wins. Yeah. They have a lot more regulation wins than a couple of the wild card teams. Mm-hmm. So that might come in the factor later on, hopefully. Well, we got to wait for these games in hand to settle out. And that's the thing we're going to wait. Like with the Blues, with this game that we're going to talk about, they have a break till Wednesday or Thursday. We don't play now until Thursday against San Jose. Isn't that insane? Yeah. Well, we had so many. We were out way in front on games at the start of the year. Two to three games on people right now. I think this week is really going. By the time we get to Thursday against San Jose, I think we're going to have a much better feel of where this team sits. I hope that they've been grounded from yesterday's game up until Thursday. So they come out and they play like hockey players. I didn't look. Are we at San Jose or home? Yeah, this is a... uh, California, California swing. Run. Okay. Oh, our little California trip. So uh, you guys, I'll lean on you guys to help me with this uh, game. Sure. Because uh, I was out of the loop on this one. Uh, I had family fun day. By family fun day, I mean going with the rest of everybody in St. Louis to the zoo on Saturday. Because of the one nice day this week? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, everybody was either at half of St. Louis was at the zoo, and the other half was at the Magic House, I heard, apparently. Right. So, Science Center is side, side note, my friend said, I, I know what the face of hell looks like after I went to the Magic House today. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. I said, I know exactly what you're talking about, mm-hmm. so we'll leave it there. So, anyway, Blues at Dallas. Um, and it, is it sad that every time when I see a thing pop up and it says 0 0 at the end of one, I kind of think that's a small victory for the Blues now? Yeah. Oh, it 100% is. When you see like 0 0 or the screen's still tied. My or husband like and that. I were watching it, and literally, like when the, when the clock was counting down because they added more time on the clock at the end of the first, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I looked at him and I was just like, no, it's almost over. We're so close to getting through the first. And he looked at me and he was just like, well, if you're going to take a nap, you might as well make it now. He was like, so you're not going to bed pissed off. Right. That's and true. then, uh, yeah. So second period rolls around and you guys help me with one. Tyler Pitlick scored his 13th from uh, Roussel at the 704 mark. Mind you, the game started off with Chris Thorburn uh, and uh, Antoine Roussel fighting. Oh. Yep. Uh, Duking it out. So basically, they kind of were getting into it at the faceoff circle, 
And then uh, the ref came over and said, you know, knock it off, blah, blah. Game start, uh, period starts, and Thorburn kind of lets him go and is playing the puck. And then Roussel pretty much just throws his gloves and grabs Thorburn. I don't think he threw a punch yet, but he grabs him from behind. And Thorburn knew it, just threw his gloves. And they threw, had an okay fight. I mean, sure. nothing. Clock clutching and grabbing. Let's say he, uh, Roussel grabbed his beard. I it heard. It was no 90s fight, but you know. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, Thorburn, it is what it is. Like, yeah. they need to. I think they need to get rid of that. Well, when he grabbed him, I mean, Thorburn knew exactly who it was. He knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, they started the the fourth line. They started. They wanted to get some energy and get going. So, And, I mean, at least that gave, I personally feel, being at home with how crappy our team has been playing collectively, that at least gave me a little spark to want to keep watching because I was like, all right, you know, they're getting pumped. This is going to piss some people off. Let's hope, yeah. You know, like, that's the thing. That's my thing is, uh, which we'll talk about. You got to get the crowd. You got to get your fans back behind you. You got to yeah, get the crowd so, which back. We'll talk it. about uh, Petrangelo and the fans and Tarasenko. And Tarasenko's comments, I think, were better than Petrangelo's. We'll talk about that, though. Okay. So Ivan Barbashev gets his fifth of the year from Dunn and Tarasenko at the Very 1306 cool. mark. Uh, help me out this one. I don't know if see this. Oh, uh, there was a shot on goal. I don't remember who put the initial shot on. And there was just a big rebound out to the left side of the net, and Barbashev was there and buried really an empty netter at that point. I mean, okay. wide open case. Yeah, That's okay, I'm looking at it now. Team needs to do that. We need to follow these shots towards the net because we missed so many rebounds. We have nobody like, in front have. of the goal. No, there's never anybody in the slot ever. I swear, when I'm at games or at home, that's the thing I scream at my television or at the ice the most. I'm like, get somebody in the slot. Get your stick on the ice. Like, it's insane. Which is uh, something I really wanted the Blues to uh, pick up, and they didn't go for much as Pat Maroon. But mm-hmm. I heard that uh, and I forget if I heard this on radio or on Trade Center that day that the Blues kicked the tires on Maroon, mm-hmm. and Maroon said he did not want to come to St. Louis because he didn't want to deal with playing in front of a hometown crowd. Which is which is what people want to sign them. Who knows that's true? Like you said, that could I've heard that from. I've heard a, there's a lot of players out there that are that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a I lot mean, of pressure. I mean, some players look can at Paul Stasny. He had in. a good tenure here, but I don't think that he was uh, the player that we invested seven and a half million in. Yeah. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. So I agree. I think that, but I, I heard that too from different people. So Same. who knows? I don't think he's gonna. It's different than playing floor hockey. Correct. Floor hockey legend. Hashtag floor hockey legend. Yeah, right. Um, he also doesn't want that. I'm not saying that he's. I'm not saying that he can't want to face off, but one person in this room beat him and beat him on the dot. <laughs> one person in here trash talked him and almost got in a fight. It's true. true. It was me, yeah. different, guys. Different people in each case. <laughs> yes, it case. was me. <laughs> yeah, some people saw their life flash before their eyes. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, third period rolls around and. I'm kind of driving at this time after mm-hmm. uh, on the way home. And this was my, my nap because by this time I, was I told my wife, I was like, the phone beeps. I didn't want to listen because it's one to one and I'm just super mm-hmm. superstitious. And I'm like, if I start listening, last time I watched it was I turned on after Blues are winning. And guess what happened? That was the Nashville game. And then yep. it proceeded to blow it. Wah, so in my head, wah. I can't turn it on after a game starts until we have a prolonged winning streak. That's I took I'm, my nap and I told my husband not to wake me up. I was like, you know, we're tied. Do not wake me up. And then he woke me up and he was like, Overtime, and then now we're going to get to that. Uh, it was almost not overtime. No, I was awake literally, I shit you not, maybe 40 seconds. Mm. So the Blues go from being up 2-1 in this game to tied and actually losing for a second within 58 seconds? I Ugh. think so. I, I heard about this, but um, I didn't see it. So. Dallas actually goes up 3-2. to two. 
and I don't remember Yo was buying time, and I don't remember if he officially challenged or if the call came in from Toronto. But they ended up taking another look at the goal. They overruled it so that it was kicked into the net, which it obviously was. Mm-hmm. So the goal was disallowed. We remain two to two going into overtime, and then the real fun starts. Mm. Yeah. So, Yay. mind you, Jamie Ben, uh, the thing, the little gift that I saw was he was like sitting on Petrangelo and putting his glove into okay, his face. Okay, that was in the second second period. Sure, I think. Um, before that, they're going into the corner, and Jamie Ben completely slew foots. Petro knocks him on his ass, mm-hmm. sits on him, is in no hurry to get up. Yeah, the ref literally dragged him off of him. Yeah, and is putting his glove in Petro's face. And then as he's getting up, puts his hand on Petro's head to help get him, him up. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that you need to get into a fight every time someone does something to you. But if you're a captain of this team... That's the time. And you're going through what you're going through as a team, and you have the other captain of a team just abuse you. Yeah. Get up and punch him in the face. But not just that, but he also, like, that's just a blatant sign. He didn't just use you. He disrespected you, and he showed everybody that he did that. And you're just going to sit there and take it with your tail between your legs. So he did nothing. The next shift, Braden Shen comes out and walks up to Ben and basically just says, this stops now. Mm-hmm. Which at the there end... There has been a repeated case over the last month where Braden of, Shen's been of the Braden Shen has been the guy to do the things yeah. that people who have been on this team much longer should. Mm-hmm. Dropping the gloves at the opening face-off of the Minnesota game? He still One hustles games, no matter yeah, what. I forgot. Um, him getting just irate and beside himself when they lost one one of the games. Like, on ice, I think broke his stick and was, yeah. like, yeah. just yeah. really upset. Yeah. And then this. Well, he's this playing is your his leader. ass off. Yeah. He's playing his yeah. ass off, and he's got, you know, these people like Tarasenko just giving up, and then he's got Petrangelo not sticking up for his team or not taking his role as captain. Yeah, I mean, there's so much going on. A disconnect right now. and Our circle is not a circle got, right I got a ton now. of stuff lined up, so we'll get into yeah. everything. Let me get through the rest of this game, and then we're going to yeah. go yeah. into yeah. it. So there's we're a ton of angry. stuff. <laughs> so over time. Okay, short scores, rattle off scores with under three minutes, about yes. three minutes left. Uh, overtime comes around. The Blues yeah. are the, out of the, the three minutes there. I, the stat I have, and it's on my phone because I didn't do that. And they were in the zone for two minutes and 14 seconds. In their own zone. In the Blues' own zone. And on, during that time, excuse me, two minutes and 44 seconds. Yeah. And during those two minutes and 44 seconds, Alex Petrangelo and Jane Swartz out there for two minutes and eight seconds. Right. On a three on three. They were gassed because they couldn't get it out. Well, yes. And defense's own lap. I get but see of, so by you, their own goals. Yeah. So the Blues win the face off in overtime. Win it back to Petro, who I don't know what he was trying to do with this puck. Oh my god! But essentially, just like I, I don't even want to say saucer pass. Like remember when you were first learning how to take a pass and give a pass and you use the egg like in Mighty Ducks? Yeah. yeah. Like touch past it to Jamie Ben. Who was maybe from me to you away from each other. So we're talking about to start five, overtime. Five, five feet, feet. Five feet. At most. Yep. And I was like, what what is happening? A minute later, Petro gets the puck on the sideboards 
And instead, and he can't go forward with it because there's two Dallas guys coming at him. Mm -hmm. So instead of looking over his shoulder and seeing that I believe it was Pareko is standing behind the goal to reverse it, Petro just rips it around the boards, past Pareko, around to the other point where the other Dallas guy is at, mm-hmm. who who gets the puck and takes another shot on goal. Yeah. So there's two horrible giveaways just from not thinking or not executing well in your own zone. And then when we finally lose the game, it's Pareko who attempted to clear the puck, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. but cleared it directly to Tyler Sagan yeah. at the point, who then circles around, finds Jamie Benn, buries it, stars win 3-2. Yeah, nice. and uh, not good. So the Blues don't get a point out of that when they should probably should have had two. And if yeah. they had had two. If, if they won in regulation. Or even if they had won in overtime. Their playoff chances would have went from, like, chances. Uh, yeah. Odds. Odds, thank you. Their percentage chance, I guess I'm trying to say, according to this money puck. Money puck luck or what it's called yeah. website that I found it would have went from from thirty eight percent to almost sixty percent if it yeah. won regulation, but since they did that, it only went up six percent. Yeah, Ugh. like you literally lost like a huge opportunity. Had to do the Blues won this in regulation, they would have been the second wild card. Yes, like by themselves. I just yes. throw up. Yeah. Is my thing. <laughs> like it I hasn't mean, been it's, good. I, I think that entire game is a microcosm of the blue season. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with you. So let's go into, let's just go through all the blues issues. Let's, sadly Number enough, one. <laughs> there's a lot. I, there's a lot. Yeah. So first off, the blues lose a player at the trade deadline. So the blues, surprisingly, had a lot of rumors going that day. ton of rumors going so around. Many. And I, I was just, glued to my phone and just like, I was waiting you're, you're hearing different things going around, like different players moving. Um mm-hmm. The ones I the, we'll do the trade. I'll talk about the rumors that were going around. The trade that unexpectedly came about was Paul Stastny's trade to the Winnipeg Jets for a first round pick, a prospect in Eric Foley, and a conditional fourth round pick. So the fourth round pick is only if you don't sign Eric Foley by next. I think it's next August is when he has to sign by. So if he's not signed by then, you get the fourth rounder. If you mm-hmm. sign, if you go sign him, they don't get the fourth rounder. So basically, you get two pieces: either two draft picks or a prospect and a pick. Mm-hmm. So the Blues recoup their first round pick, surprisingly, um, and they get a pretty decent prospect. Like, yes. I think a guy that you're going to see third line grinder type guy, mm-hmm. not grinder, but just a big body goes to the net type guy. Could he get better? Could he be better than that? Maybe, yeah, but it looks like a pretty decent. Add them to the pool of prospects. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Next Agreed. year, you're going to have to fill a whole hockey team in, in the AHL next year. Because right now, you only have uh, – like you don't have 50 contracts. You only have 43, I think, mm-hmm. 42 contracts. Because so, they don't need that many because they don't have a team to fill. So, you're going to have to have all these contracts next year. Yeah. Like, you're going to have Thomas, Cairo, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of guys down the minors next year. Maybe. Who Maybe? Knows? I, we'll talk about that. Right. So, Paul Stastny's gone. He waves his no-trade clause, too. The Blues also retain fifty percent of the um, his cap hit this year, obviously. So three point five million. Well, and I, it's done. At the yeah. End so of the year, basically, it kind of says they're done with him. We Do weren't going to sign him anyway. I think there's a possibility they circle around, depending on what happens. I we'll, could, it will well, get into that. We'll get into that. But I mean, I think the Blues would say for the money that we retained, we'll we'll sign you again. Exactly. That's what I mean. A caveat, like. We want you to come back, yeah, but it's not going to be nearly $7 million. And right. I think Paul Stastny has to realize that, too. Um, I, do you think, before we go over this, 
and this is from uh, Daryl asking me a question because I guess he's a, he's a big Jets fan. Do you think the Blues, A, got enough for Paul Stastny? And B, are the Blues, I think it said, are the Blues going to make the playoffs? I think was the other one. Uh, Ashley, go first, please. Um, do I think we got what we deserved for Stasny? Yes. Um, did, we get, did we get enough, like, considering uh, honestly, the player? I mean, oh, never mind. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I personally don't think we did, but I'm looking at the big picture that we've had with Stasny's entire run as a whole. But if I, I mean, if I was just looking at this season and how he's played this season, like, I mean, I think it's fair trade. Yeah. So I think for Chris, about the same, pretty much. Yeah. I, I Considering think, the, there were some dumb prices going around there. There yes. really were. And I think the last few seasons you've seen the trade deadline prices be astronomically high, like laughably high for players. Yeah. I think for a guy who's essentially a rental at this point, because he's not, he's a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I think really what this trade showed was that the Blues were ready to walk away from, from Stasny at the end of the year. Um, and why not get something, anything for him mm-hmm. now when before, uh, before he anyway. walks away? And, you know, you look at, at Armstrong, and he even said that up until a week ago, they were not even considering yeah. trading Stasny. He said after the Thursday game, which would have been Minnesota. The Minnesota game, I believe. Um, no, I'm sorry. That was the, after the back, deadline. Sorry. That would have been the Nashville game. Yes, after the Nashville, the collapse in Nashville, and it was. Um, it might have been the. No, hang on, I'm rewinding here. Yes, it was actually the Winnipeg game on that Friday. Right when they got shut off four nothing, they went to Paul. He went to Paul Stastny after the game and said, "There might be a possibility I'm moving you." Right. So it was on Paul, and he said, "I." He even said he like they already had the trade worked out. Yeah. And he's like, I want to see how the next game goes, see how our uh, next game goes against Nashville. And then they got shut and out. Went. And he basically told him that night, he said, after the game in Nashville, he told Paul, he's like, take the night to think about it. If you want to stick this thing out, I won't hold it against you. If yeah. you want to stay here and stay with your family, I get it. It's fine. If not, you, You're going go, to you go here. And he actually, he played with Blake Wheeler during the lockout yeah. over in Switzerland. So he's, you know, that's part of the reason he decided to go up there. Uh, side note, Blake Wheeler, super classy guy. Said he can he wears number twenty six and he's the captain for yeah this um, is really cool of him. for Winnipeg he knows t- what twenty six meant like it's the stats number it's 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 the Stasny's number that, you know his it's family's a, been around yeah. his family yeah so he offered to wear like I'll pick a different number you wear twenty six it means a lot to your family uh, and also Stasny being a super classy guy he went with number twenty five which was Thomas Steen's number. Yeah. On the Jets, and he's really because, close Steens with Alexander yeah. Steen. Yep, right. So friends. both, both, uh, yeah, they're neighbors apparently too, which I didn't mm-hmm. know. So yep, very like right. classy moves on both parts. Side note, but um, so long story short is yeah, I think I think we got about as much as we could. You get for, for back in the first round, probably a lower first round pick, but at least you're back in there, and that's uh, something you can use either a, a good commodity for a trade. Who knows? But or I think the plan. Was to flip that first rounder for something? Which, uh, else. We'll talk about uh, um, the stuff I've written down. So your second support. question: Will the Blues make the playoffs? I messed up on that, but go ahead and make that. Right no. Okay, Ashley. I really think we're going to. I think we're going to pull something out of our magic hat. I say they sneak in a number. I say they get swept in the first round. Um, I, I'll make a caveat to my pick. I don't think we make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If the Blues make the playoffs, it is a hundred percent going to be the second wild card. Yes. If they play Vegas. They have a better chance than if they play Nashville or Winnipeg. Yes. I 100% like. And look, seeing that team in person and the atmosphere in that arena this past week, it is no joke. 
That is That's not so that is not an expansion team. I don't care if it's their first <laughs> team. Oh, yeah. I like. mean, it, the, the, that, when, it, I, when I was there in December for work, oh my god, that is legit. Yep, but they nailed it. I, I at some point, I think um, this Vegas team comes back down to earth, and they I, I, they're on a high. For I sure. know that people are going to be pumped for the playoffs, but I think that you know, look, they'll ride. Flurry as long as they can. Yeah, um, I I could see the Blues finding a way to pull a six or seven game upset off against Vegas. I don't see them going any further than that. You never know. Like I always say, win and get in. And you never know. You know what? And we said it last year. Like I don't care about winning divisions anymore. I just want to get in. That being said, like this team has, they have a interesting next six games. Yeah. That, um, it's very telling. We're going to be holding on to our butts. That's I, sure. this the next team four games, has no the next four games are fight. critical. I think I, the next fifteen are critical. Well, I think I think if the, how the next four go we depends on the rest. Off, yeah. yeah, you're playing San Jose, yep. who technically is third in their division, but they're technically tied with L.A., who is our yeah the Lays are below, so they are right there too. Yep. Then you play L.A. and Anaheim, Anaheim, who's right with you. Yep. And Colorado, who's right with you now. Yeah. Those four games, like you need to get. There's eight points possible for the Blues to get in the playoffs. I'll tell you right now, they need to pull six out of those games. Yeah, they need, and need six in regulation. They need a lot of regulation out of those. They can't do these three point games. You have no. to get six gotta lock points. them down. You can't go two one and yeah two one and one or something like that, or two one and yeah two oh and two or something at like that. All of these standings right now, and I'm just like, so I you can cry. go through that, and then I'll talk about the some of the stuff that came up for the trade deadline. So rumors are flying around the trade deadline day. Um, Columbus apparently is hard on uh, um, the Blues. Apparently, Berglund's name has been out there with them. Uh-huh. I heard both Berglund Sabo- and Saboka. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor was that Berglund and Saboka uh, up there for Brandon Dubinsky, who um, was out for a long time with some personal reasons. And I, I did not. There's a lot of rumors out there, so I'm not going to comment on that. So yeah. uh, different stuff going on with him apparently. Um, but his contract is five point eight million. So I mean. Do you want like you're getting rid of a seven million dollar contract in Stasny, and then you're locked into two or three more years for a third line? Definitely a do third line center, and Dubinsky who's a 31 years old. Yeah, that's it. Just it's not what you have coming up. So, and the other rumor is, and this is from reported from national guys, which I found very interesting. Since this is national guys, both Bob McKenzie and Darren Drigger, who probably the two most legit agreed guys out there and not fake accounts i, I like triple check before i like retweeted these out because i hate to be that guy when you uh-huh. get caught retweeting stuff that they said they think and they've heard that the blues are going quote unquote all in if he makes it to free agency is john Tavares. that's interesting i don't yeah, see it, i don't see it happening everybody is aren't correct they? but yeah but they will have the cap i think it's the cap space i think that's the thing is the blues will have the cap space because they can get as much as people hate Berglund, they hate bo meester they hate saboka mm-hmm. They're movable. Like you, you can they, yeah. like you can trade them to a team, and teams will want that. What you get back might not be what you want, because apparently Saboko was at a high cost, which I that blew my mind. Like if I can get away three point away from that three million dollar contract for a take fourth it. line dude, take it. If, if Berglund at this point, and Chris knows, I used to, I got caught from Chris and other people for a long time about being the biggest Berglund supporter there is. Yeah. And it's very interesting that they just signed him to a, like a five-year extension, and they're ready to walk away from him. Well, I've always said, and I still maintain, that the only reason he got that deal 
was they were going to try to sign and trade him to Ottawa for Jason Spezza. Yeah, and then the second deal that came along. And yeah. then they got caught holding the bag when, when Spezza went to Dallas. I in no way believe that Doug Armstrong gave Berglund that deal anticipating him being a blue. I, I truly don't. I can understand and agree with that, though. Yeah, uh, I didn't really think it was going to happen. Because um, that is a long-term and a yeah. long, long, long end-to-end dollar bills. And not a, nothing against Berglund, but it's the same reason why everyone hated on the Laterra contract. That is a lot of money for mm-hmm. not a lot of return. Mm-hmm. So another thing that came up in one of the games was um, it was after the Blues lost to the Sharks. Yep. And Jake Allen was in net. Once again, they lost. Um Explain this to me why it's called this. I'm not sure because uh, I did not see. The, I don't remember seeing this or hearing this. Uh, he said that Alan got Bronx cheered. So is that like when he makes an easy save and everybody claps and like oh like they clap like people cheer like we scored a goal. Okay, so that's like a Bronx cheer. So that's, apparently that happened. Yes. So after uh, the Blues were down two nothing, so that happened after he made a save after the second goal, and apparently after the game, Tarasenko said, you know. It's not just the goalie. I didn't appreciate the fans doing that. It's all of us. I'm not scoring goals. I've put it on me that I need to score goals. It shouldn't be on the goalies. If it wasn't for the goalies, we wouldn't be this. We wouldn't be in the in the playoff race right now. That's what Tarasenko said. Okay. Retrangelo just basically said, I don't appreciate the fans doing that. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have everything in front of me because I have a yeah. lot of tabs open right what now. What he said was, I don't appreciate the fans doing it. Um, we all we're all suffering through this together, something like that. And Alan needs to know that we have his back. To which my favorite Twitter response of 2018 was, it's good to know you have his back because your shitty defense sure doesn't have his front. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing it. Because it's admittedly, like as much as we want to say, like Alan has been great. That's which, an understatement. Uh, yeah. And, you know, but also the defense hasn't been great either. Nope, nor has well, the offense. Yeah, so I, I would say, like, and to a degree, I agree with Tarasenko's sentiment that it's uh, hasn't been great. But at the same time, as me playing hockey, and uh, when you see a goalie, like, rob a guy or make a great save or keep you in a game when you know you're not playing the best game, you want to play better for that guy. Of course. Mm-hmm. When you have a goalie, when you are playing, at least you think, you know, you're playing hard and you want to win the game, and then there's a shot from the point or just an easy one goes in, it kills you. Yeah. It kills you because yeah. you like you're like. Well, I had to score one to get ahead, and I got to score two to get yeah. ahead. Oh my god, that's always the most defeating feeling too. Because you're like, all right, let's get back in this game. Like yeah. we can get this, and then they score. And another, it's on the bench. Like, you could see guys' faces. I... I mean, you could see guys. I mean, as both Allen and Hutton, because Hutton had a couple games where he wasn't fantastic either. Agreed. He was in on a couple that Minnesota game, eight to three, where Allen led in four. He led in four. Yeah. Was the defense great? No, but also you're paid to stop the puck. Yes. So, and that's on both of them. I'm not. I'm I agree. Not Alan, I agree. I'm not a Hutton guy. It's like I'm just like I want to get somebody who stops the puck guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I really 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 got pissed off about this. Um, I I get what they're saying, um, but dude, you are a multimillionaire, paid to play a child's game. Mm. Um, you know what comes with it, the good and the bad. And when you don't perform or your teammates don't perform, they're going to take heat. And as someone who is a partial season ticket holder, 
I think I said it on Twitter, like, I have no problem with this. It's the one thing as a pain fan that you can do to express your discontent that doesn't financially hurt the team. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could not go. I could not buy tickets. I could not do whatever. Mm-hmm. And then this team doesn't draw. And when this team doesn't draw anymore, this team either moves or folds. And I don't want that. No. Yeah, or they start to lose a ton of money, then you're back to getting an owner like Dave Checkets, who's there just to flip, flip, it. flip it for yeah. a quick buck. Yeah. So, look, I, I am a Jake Allen guy, and I have been from the beginning. I, I truly, honest to God, thought that Jake Allen was the guy who could finally bring a cup to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But too many years now... This guy has gone into a tailspin. Like and it's it's always, a seasonal depression every year. And it's the same time of season. December through February. Dude, every that's time. what I'm telling you. It's season. It's seasonal depression. They're not going to let these hockey players off of the ice look like weak little bitches by saying like, hey, yeah. he's got a disorder. I swear, I would put every penny I've ever be. made. I've ever made, and we all know I made a lot of those pennies. Yeah. You know, I would put every one I've ever made on the fact that that dude has seasonal depression, and every single fucking season he gets to December through February and he shits the bed every, every year. time. Which it's yeah, he it's, has it's, seasonal like, depression. I don't care what he Like I know they did for Flurry back in the day. I want to say I want to say Flurry. I hundred percent something wrong, and somebody could correct me on Twitter if they hear this. Um, him seeing a sports psychologist. In the off season well, uh, to correct, like getting over like a bad goal, getting over this, like like I didn't wonder. They I do wonder that with him was it last year when they sent him home. They sent him home, but I don't think he's. I don't know if he saw a psychologist. That's what I'm they, saying. Yeah, I'm they sent him like, home for like a mental reset. Yeah, because they. That's when they called up um, whoever it might have been Huso, and they just went with Hutton for over like a a quick two game, yeah, like road trip, and then we came back. Came, and he came back fresh, which was great. Uh, but I don't know. So it's very uh, very frustrating, and I truly think in the offseason, and yeah, once, once again, we're going to go into rumor mongering, and I'm 100% say this is unconfirmed. I have no knowledge of nothing. Okay. It's just I like to like to look out and just, just see different stuff, and supposedly this is on a Minnesota Wild like Reddit thing because mm-hmm. after they got blown out by the, uh, the Blues, or the Blues blew, yeah. I got that right the first time. Minnesota blew out the Blues, the 8-3 to three game. Um, I was just looking under there, and I was just reading to see what they were saying about the game. Just Because you can see what they think about your team. You exactly, know. and who they think is the weak links, who they think or is just good. What they say. Yeah. And one guy I stumbled across, and then this came up under a different fan. I think it made its way to the Blues Lounge eventually. Somebody else mm-hmm. found it and posted it. Because I've been reading it during the day because I was at lunch during time. Supposedly. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. A guy sat next to a suite full of of blues fans that came in for the game. They owned like country clubs or something right. sort of that yeah. in St. Louis. Supposedly, I and mean, a lot of blues players are members, whatever, frequent these uh, country clubs. Obviously, the locker room does get along. Everybody hates yo. Supposedly, supposedly, Braden Chen, like within the first couple of days of being here during uh, training camp, noticed he's like, Everybody was super lazy, and he's like, "This is the laziest bunch of guys I've ever been around." Yep. And he's been. Isn't it funny how every time you get a big name come into this locker room, they make some they make some discovery? Like, remember, was it Stasny who was like, "This team team doesn't seriously." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's just interesting. So I mean, like I said, rumor mongering other stuff. I would tend to agree with that because I think you look at this 
clubhouse right or this locker room right now, you have gotten rid of all of the, for lack of a better term, generals. Or yeah, and where I point to this the most is, I think the biggest difference you see between. Petro and let's say David Backus is captain. And at the end of the day, that C doesn't mean much. It really doesn't. It's not like it's a piece of cloth. On yeah, it, it's a letter sewn onto the front. It means nothing. You're Which is a, a lot of guys said. Like guys like Cam Jansen brought that up and stuff yeah, like that. It's too. a letter. It's just that. But David Backus would not have made the comments about the fans that Petro did. And I believe that David Backus would be in people's faces right now Absolutely. in the locker room straightening this out. We have a bunch of kids running wild well, on like a freaking junior team. We have a bunch of players who instead of saying we will fix this, make excuses for each other and just barf out, fingers, though, too. Barf out jock speak after jock speak after jock speak. Like it's not good enough. We know it's not good enough. We'll be better. We'll be better. We won't let this happen again. Yeah, we, we took the we took our foot off the gas. Oh, like, oh, dude, that's, that's whatever what phrase me. you oh, want to say. Like me. that's all you get. You get the standard locker room phrases. We let off the gas, yeah, and yeah, nothing changes. That that kills my soul every time they say. I know. That, yeah. uh, I got goosebumps just saying. It. Whereas you know, David Backus got into a fight with Tarasenko during a practice. Yeah, somebody posted to make that. him carry his weight. Yeah. Like, and, and I think we don't have that. We do have that guy in the locker room right now, but he's only been here for we, part of a season. We don't have a dad, a team dad. I mean, right Brayton Shen yeah. is that guy on the ice. But if I'm Alex Steen, who I have theories on Steen myself, um, you know, are you going to listen to the guy who just came in this season? You should, because he seems to be the only guy who truly cares right now. Yeah. Right. But he's the only one out there. You know, getting I, I think that we 100% have a divided locker room. Yeah. And I think it goes deeper than yo. Mm-hmm. They may not like yo, which at the end of the day, look, I said this when we got rid of Hitchcock, mm-hmm. and I'll go all the way back to Quinville. How many teams are we going to, or how many coaches are we going to let this franchise quit on? Right. We're up to like five. And I get that you can't just Recent ones. wipe out a team and start again, but damn, dude. Damn. Right. Find the find the quote-unquote cancers or guys that are suppo- supposed cancers. I know one by just seeing the play on the ice, and I'll flat out say it, I don't give, I give a crap. It's Vladimir Saboka. Oh, 100%. That, that, dude, that dude's there for the paycheck. He left, he left oh, his game back in Russia. Say. Yeah, he left his game <laughs> back in Russia. And before when everybody was so sad that we lost him and stuff, and I was one of those guys too. I'm like, man. But then you look back on it like, that dude left over $300,000. Then you hear about guys that are playing it just for money, supposedly by Jeremy Rutherford, and you're like – well, crap! Look at that guy not fight for a puck. Look at that guy have a basic turnover, mm-hmm. and not. And then after the game, supposedly after that game, when he had a turnover, I think it was a Minnesota game for that first goal. He had a turnover, and they came to him in the locker room and wanted to talk about it. He's like, things happen during the game. I'm not going to talk about it. Pang called him out during the game yesterday. Yeah. He turned right. one over in his own zone. That was the game, the pit, uh, the pit the goal. Maybe that was it. And, and Pang straight up yesterday during Dallas goes, I don't know what he's doing, but. There's no excuse yeah. for that lazy turnover. Yes. Yep. So maybe that was what I was thinking of. So at the point, there's guys where, like I said, there's value for Vladimir Saboka, but like he you can't put. You he, just need to get rid of him. Exactly. Yeah. 
he doesn't look at the ice and he doesn't look at the other team and think like, I need to go out there, you know, like I need to win. I want to do this for my team. I want, I want to win a cup. I want to make it to the playoffs. He seriously, you can tell every time he does one of those lazy turnovers or anytime he's not hustling for the puck on the corner. All he does is just turn around and just nonchalantly go to the bench yep. and get his pretty little ass off. I, I, we're I, done. Like I'm pretty much done with that dude. And like they, they need to cut bait with, with that guy. I said yesterday. Forward. Let's I, all remember how I, ticked off I was when he got back on I this know, team. I know. I, I think I said it in our, our Facebook group. <laughs> yesterday that like I'm waiting for like the WWE gimmick to where like he rips off his blues jersey and the other team's jerseys underneath. Right? Yeah. God. Because it's it's just like He's a heel. Or he's gonna he's gonna pull like the Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah, like the uh, like, like you know, hit Allen hit, in the back of the, the score on us, like yeah. something like that. He pulls he's got the chair. He yeah. goes something. over yeah. it's our it's I, our goalie. Because yeah. there's just <laughs> there's no heart or anything. And look I'm going to put Alex Steen on that list, too. He hasn't been great. I, a lot of guys haven't been great. I made the comment when we were getting ready for a deadline, and I was talking to, to Kelly Mano about this, and she goes, do you really think that Armstrong won't make any deals? And I go, I think he wants to, but I don't think he's going to make one just to make one. And I go, while we have a lot of decent assets, there's a lot of guys on this team that are fair players with the potential to be great players, but we have unfulfilled potential, and that is 85% of this roster. And I'm going to put Steen in that list. I'll put Saboka for sure on that list, Berglund on that list. Uh, to an extent, Jaden Schwartz, although Schwartz, Schwartz shows flashes. I think he's I think he's at the point of being frustrated. At the point like he sees the effort he and it's not there. And Tarasenko both, I think, are just throwing their hands in the air. You know what? At this point, the last fifteen games of the season, just put Schwartz, Tarasenko, and Shen on a line together. And, let him, and let him go. Yeah. They're the only three people who care. Yeah. And then yeah, and also there's all the people <laughs> I know, and more than likely none of those people hopefully listen to this show. Um we're not trading Tarasenko. Uh, no. Oh my god, I know. Done. Why? Like and like old oh, trade terrace. I saw one on the blue which about cracked this. me up, which cracked me up. I literally almost I almost I wanted to screenshot it and send it to you, but I just forgot. I would have driven to this person's house and punched him. Um he's it's like insane. he's like at the deadline, why don't we move uh Tarasenko for Tavares? I was like, shut up. Yeah, you need to never talk hockey again. Shut up. Like be quiet. This is not an And I hope you are listening to this. Or whatever. For whatever reason I'll tell you right now, I'm not above moving Petra. I know he's got a no trade, but like uh, Pareko hasn't been great either, and I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's like trying to do too much, listening to too many people on how to play the game or whatever. But just go back to the rookie year where you're just like flying around the ice. The dude doesn't shoot anymore. Do you think Petro is mental as far as like he's trying to do too much because he's a captain and he feels like he has to do too much? I think that, I think he I think he doesn't know to how he has the weight on his shoulders and doesn't like know how playing, to what to do about it because like the last two years the last two years he has not been the same guy and i really wonder if like again this year he looks so good and then all of a sudden it just disappeared and yeah, i don't know why and i don't know if mentally he feels like it's his job to get it done and he just can't get it done some people aren't good under pressure like that because no, i i just i i know that he can do it i've seen him do it but for whatever reason he's just not a leader. Mm-hmm. And so I want to go into another thing, which has been kind of uh, grinding my gears. Mm-hmm. Why does Mike Yo continue to put Dmitry Yaskin in the top six roles? Oh, my God. When we, we know what he is. 
at the end of the day, we know what this guy is. He's, who he, are you going to put up there? I would rather, at the time at least, they had when they had Stasny and Steen, and then they had him going on that third line. Why not put Tage Thompson in there and just let him grow? If he makes the mistakes, let him make the mistakes and learn from him. Obviously, you're not going anywhere this year. Right. Let him go and make the mistakes. Learn from the kid. Obviously, is trying, and he's the only one who like, who was it? Uh, Dubnik was in somebody's face, and he's the only one in front of the net who went up against Dubnik, and Dubnik's the one like putting his face and stuff, his glove and stuff, and, and uh, Petro's face stuff. And there's Thompson, the only one fighting back. Yep. I'm not saying like this guy's gonna be the cure to everything or yeah. your scoring woes. Or at least give him the opportunity. But obviously, we know what Dimitri Yaskin is. We don't know what Tage Thompson can be. Yet. Right. That's my point. Like, Does it bother you that this team? And I'll go all the way back to Joe Thornton taking out David Perron for what fifty something games. Ninety. Ninety games. Does it bother you the way it bothers me that no one of on this team sticks up for each other? And the one person who did was. Ryan Reeves, and that's a different story. But outside, nobody else does. No. Like you don't see guys getting the other trade. Like guys who are not in that role. Like you don't see after we lost Jaden Schwartz. Reeves, like it's just we. Don't I have, truly think we don't have an authority figure on our team that any other team. It's not even a fighter role. It's just somebody that you know that is going to be there to stick up. For like oh, don't do that. Right. That that guy's going to get in your face. We don't have anybody intimidating on our team. Nobody nobody will do that for each other. And that's my thing. Is I'm not saying there's factions or inside the locker room or whatever. I think there could be. There could be. I'm not speculating on that. I'm just saying nobody cares about each other compared to, like, if you look at the Jets, man, or Jets, or in Nashville, like, I hate Nashville, but goddamn, they all stick up for each other, and yeah. they, like, care. You can tell genuinely they like playing with each other and stuff, and that shows on the ice. Yeah. Well, and it's, not, it's not just a skill level thing with them. It's There's no repercussions if you level somebody or disrespect somebody on our team anymore. Nobody is going to step into, up. You knock into Carter Hutton, like, that goal that counted uh, – when he didn't, oh god, what game was that? When it was a natural game, when yes. we lost, when he didn't, uh, the he said he got smoked. Not only did Yo didn't challenge it, you didn't see any players respond like me. None. And this is me being like, I don't know, it's old school, or just me being the made dick hockey player that I am. Like if that happened to my goalie or stuff, you know what? When I'm down by yeah, the th- when, when I'm my goalie, when I'm, I either go after that guy later on. Or if I'm right next to him, I make sure he's out of the crease. Yeah. Or if I'm down by the front of the goal, I'm going to get another goalie's face and make sure they know, I'm going to do that there, I'm going to do it down at the other eyes. That doesn't happen. Yes. None of those three things happen for the Blues. And that got called out by Kelly Chase when Kelly Chase on Twitter basically said, I think he ta- even tagged Craig Brube and uh, Steve Ott and said, Maybe we need to get some uh, new coaching skills out there and show these guys how to show some toughness and heart. Flat, out, I'm paraphrasing 100% there, but yeah. he did tag them in a thing like that. And it's like... But I feel he, like... If if these announcers are seeing it and they're closer to the situation than us and they're putting little stuff like that, that's why I pay attention to like, Chase and other guys like that because they're, they're flying with these guys and they're... Yep. I feel like that's where that little petition, like, make Kelly Chase head coach started, Ugh. was with that. You don't need that much. But no, I'm saying, yeah. but, no, you know, but it's been, it's been all over the president. lounge. I yeah, saw it on yeah. Twitter, too. It's like, make Chase the coach. I was like, that's not a good idea, no. guys. <laughs> so, and then the other thing is, which Dar- as as I love him. Yeah, Daryl brought this up, too. This is the second part. Actually, I messed up on the original tweet, so I apologize. Yeah, um, he actually texted me last night. And I told him to tweet it at us, so I wouldn't forget. Yeah. So, the other second part of this thing was the Stassi deal, but he was also saying, should my coach be relieved of his duties at the end of this season due to what happened? I truly think if this team does not Actually, make the playoffs. Actually, it's waiting by, by yeah. so. Check you later. Yeah. If they don't make the playoffs, I think that he and potentially Armstrong are gone. Yeah. 
You know, Armstrong. I am so tired of Army. I, dude, I I know he signed a new deal. You got to pay him out for that, man. And you know, you know, you know how this team is. They're the only team in the NHL who has not used the buyout provision yet. I know. Okay, but this season, more than any other, I've seen the fans revolt. Revolt specifically on Doug Armstrong. Yeah, they. uh, It's been a very. uh, What's we're looking for. Like a hate. Yeah. A strong and hatred. If I'm Stillman, I think you have to look at the overall climate of this franchise. And if you have to eat that money, so be it. It's a business expense. You're going to eat it You'll one way or the other. You'll ride it off. But you're going to eat it one way or the other. You can't go another four years. I don't know. With all the team, fans acting like this, there is no way he's going to eat that money I'll tell you right now, yeah. straight up. If this team, even if they do make the playoffs, I'm going to wait and see what this team does in the offseason as far as front office and player moves mm-hmm. before I throw my money back down to renew my tickets. That's saying right. something. I know nobody, maybe someone at the Blues listens to this. I hope they do. And that's, there's your customer. I'm looking like, and, there's a customer and who's playing a lot of money. You better damn well not send me a letter saying, hey, prices are going up. Well, they will. I don't mind prices and going up. I had up. season tickets for five years. Yeah. I don't mind prices going up when, when you're putting out a product on the ice that can contend for a cup mm-hmm. or if there's things happening throughout the or year. Or even whatever. a product that gives a crap. That's yeah. my Exactly. Thing. But, I want to see a team that cares about their fans and this game the way the fans care about the team and the game. Yeah, I, this is not being reciprocated well whatsoever. Said. Well said. And I'm look, I'll sit at home and save myself – the couple thousand bucks, right? And watch you get your dicks kicked in on TV. Yeah, we can. Get I don't need Chris to sit in the arena right. to do yeah, it. Chris can sit at home and watch the game and get a bunch of hookers and blow. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Let's yeah. party. Yeah, and, be, and he have a lot more. And he have a, and he have a lot more fun doing that. Well, Which half? Oh, anyway, uh, <laughs> a little of both. Okay, I'll so, take half have, of both halves. Yeah, and then Chris will have a lot more fun doing that than going to the game and watching you getting your ass kicked and no, and, no, and paying for parking and. Drinks, and drinks, food. And, yeah, and then time and stuff like but, that, you know. But also, like, this is coming from our little, our small group right here of friends that always gets on all of these other fair weather bandwagon hardcore fans that start talking a bunch of shit. But this is us actually oh. being pissed off because then, yeah, we realize yeah. what's going I on. Think with the game. We look, see the actual problems. We're not just bitching about one game and, and oh, yeah. one play. And yeah. that's not to say that I'm not going to go to any games. Exactly. Next year. Like I'll go to games. But the point is. You draw a line in the sand eventually. Absolutely. And th- this is where I kind of want to dovetail into the other problem that I have with the Blues. And, and I don't know how you fix it. Um, but as I said earlier in the podcast, hmm. I was in Vegas last Friday for the Golden Knights Canucks game. And I got to tell you, I know it's Las Vegas, but this team in one season has put together a game day experience, not just inside the arena, but outside as far far as things that you could do and experience without even having a ticket to go to the game that is better than anything I've seen the Blues do in now 51 seasons. And in a city where you're always going to be number two to the baseball team, you have to do something to engage your fan base, especially when your team 
is laying giant turds night after night right now. Yeah. And Vegas has got it right. Yeah. Everything about the Vegas experience of a game, both the fact that there are multiple interactive things to do outside, like you can do slap shot competitions, you can do shooting for accuracy competitions, like all the cool little all-star game things, skill competitions. That's every day. They're all there. There's a band playing. Now, I get it was a Friday night, but you know there was a band playing. There's tons of music. There's a ton of stuff to do before you even get into the arena. And mind you, there's also you're also talking about a town in Vegas. There's not just one thing to do in that town. 100%. There's that night, hundreds of things there to do. There was the Vegas game. Elton John was playing a half block down. Uh, uh, J-Lo across the street. Britney's in town, right? Uh, no, J-Lo's where Britney is right now. Okay. Um, Cher's playing. Like, there are multiple. There's like 150 different Cirque du Soleil shows. Yeah. There's t- there are there's, many options for your dollar. tons of options there. Prime rib at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Fantastic. Like, there are, there are tons of things competing for your entertainment dollar. And I'm telling you right now, this town and that team has got it right. And this is from somebody who has been to multiple. Dude, they are on a 10-week backup to get custom jerseys done. Which is crazy. I brought my jersey and I said, hey, man, do you guys do heat press or do you send them out? And he goes, well, we do both. He goes, what do you need? And I go, well, I'd like to get my jersey lettered while I'm at the game tonight. And he's like, yeah, dude, that's not going to happen. That's crazy. And they don't even sell lettered jerseys. That's enough. You could order them on a kiosk and then they'll come to you. But it's on a delay. Yeah. Everything that's there is blank. It's crazy. Who are, side note, who are you going to get? Probably Perron. Okay. Just because it was the former blue. Former blue. I figured. But just checking. So that's what you said. And so it makes me kind of want to check out an experience there eventually. It, it's amazing. Their pregame, I, I think I posted it, their pregame um, like show yeah. is incredible. Way better than St. Louis's. Um. The arena, I, everything about it is just hockey centric and oriented to the fans, and it's just a great environment to go watch a game. Yeah, so maybe the Blues need to send somebody there to have watch a game and see what they I do. called NHL radio this week when we were talking. They were talking about different things to improve the game, and I was like, every PR guy or every whoever is in charge of both in-game entertainment and fan interactions and fan activity needs to take a field trip to Vegas right now and see what they're doing. And I get that every city is different, but holy crap, what this team is doing in year one makes me feel bad. And I was with a guy who's a penguin, a, a Pittsburgh Penguin season ticket holder, and we were both sitting around like, this is incredible. Yeah, so you're about a team, a guy who's seen – He's seen Stanley, three cups in the last yeah. 10 years. Right. Yeah. So this guy, and two in the last two years. So, yeah. I mean, you've no, seen play, even just walking around the city on game day is freaking psycho. Yeah. There. I was there for a week um, when I worked there back in December, and I think they had uh, two home games. Yeah, there was, was there. two when we were there, and it was insane. And, I mean, that city lights up. I mean, not only the residents that live there that are permanent, but all of the people that come in for the fun and the excitement and the gambling. And, yep. you know, it's just they... You cannot they, get a ticket to that game. No, yeah. it's impossible. We, we called in um, one of the radio stations we work at carries the games. And they were able to get us six tickets somehow. And we were way up top. But the seats are fantastic. Yeah, um, That stadium's beautiful. And it's, it's just, everything about that experience is 
it puts Scott trade to shame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the Blues have a lot of problems. We're depressed. To, to wrap up the last, uh, we're over an hour now. So uh, we're depressed. Yeah. We need a vent session. Yeah. So the wrap Don't up everything. Blues have a lot of problems. Up. And it looks like I could talk if I want to. Do it. I will talk. So I'm done talking. Was, uh, <laughs> a lot of issues, to say the least. And I feel like we all need to be like laid on a couch right I now. I quit drinking like yeah. two and a half, three weeks ago. And it's funny. now I started. Now <laughs> I feel like I want to leave and grab a 30 pack and just dump it in my bathtub oh, and just yeah, like. Lay in it. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, not good to say the least. And I think most of the notes are there. Like I said, the rest are kind of stuff we've, we've touched on at least a little bit. So they got. 15 games to straighten it out. Can they do it? Sure. They, they have a lot but of they're games. they're not like the showing last, me The last anything. handful of games, man, they play Chicago a lot. Chicago, they're terrible. Chicago's, yeah, that's what people are saying, like, hey, but at least Chicago's in last place. Hey, man. Yeah, that's, that's something to brag about. Like, the hey. window is open. Yeah. You don't got to worry about your biggest rival this year. Guess what? Guess right. what? Chicago has three cups in the last 10 years. I don't give a crap if they don't make it this year. I'll I'll trade. I'll take one year not making the playoffs. It's like if LA you, last if year. You give me three attend. Yeah, they didn't make it last year. They got two in the last six. Yeah, so I'll trade you. And this they is were- why I should have just followed my dream and just mm. owned this team, so I, I could, <laughs> so I could have made the necessary. Well, but yeah, Powerball is up to over three hundred million dollars. So uh, if you want to go ahead and jump on that and somehow win that. Yeah, if I win if I win that, I would buy majority ownership. Guess I had to go back to my old blues. job and find somebody with a pretty penny. <laughs> yeah, I got a full wallet. I'll tell, yeah. you right, I'll tell you right now. If I, uh, I got a chair. When the, uh, I don't know where that's going. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. But anyway, Bye. so we'll wrap everything up here. Just to, uh, I think that's all we got. So we'll. Uh, Sorry for yelling, guys. No, we're good. So we'll wrap up there. So if you can get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at. Blues Hockey NHL and Chris is at at Hossapalooza. Ashley's at at Ashley Reigns because I got married. Remember? Yes. Yeah. So um, what was the other thing? Oh, and uh, Facebook is Blues Hockey Podcast on the Facebooks. Website is blueshockeypodcast.net. And if you want to email us, it's blueshockeypodcast at gmail.com. All very easy to remember. It says yeah, blues I made it easy. Hockey podcast. Blues yeah. So um, hopefully, if the Blues do get into the playoffs, we're going to do something for playoffs unknown. Sadly enough, it might come down to freaking the last couple days. The only thing I'm going to do I think is, it will. I'm just sure. going to have they a tub it. of nacho cheese in front of me. And the Blues' last two games are our Friday and Saturday <laughs> against Chicago and Colorado. I think I've got tickets to that Chicago game. Uh, that's, the two uh, at, I have left. that's the third to last game then. So, okay, because they're away the last two yeah. games. So, you're in the, the last home game is Chicago. You're correct. Yeah. They play Washington that week, Chicago <laughs> twice, and Colorado the last week of the season. So, <laughs> so I'm going to say you need four out of five. Yes, so. That weekend's going to be interesting. Hopefully, it's good stuff to celebrate because that weekend is last two Blues games, and then that Sunday is my favorite thing of all time. Wrestling. Yeah, so WrestleMania is <laughs> that Sunday, so hopefully hopefully it turns out to be okay. Oh, and everybody, keep your fingers and toes crossed for our Blues because we need it. Correct, and we'll see how things That's go. That's an understatement. I don't know. Like I said, I try to be I try to be optimistic, but lately it's been it's hard. So to you, never answered, you never answered, <laughs> sir. Mm. Do they make it or not? I think they do. Like I said, they'll get smoked in the first round. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not, not to be negative, but I think they'll squeak in, but I think they'll take everything they got left to squeak in, and then I just don't. I would almost they're just rather not, They're not. not built enough to go far. You're That's like, you problem. don't deserve it well, this year. Here, here's my thought. <laughs> get in, get the least a little bit of playoff revenue, tuck your tail between your legs, say you need to make changes. I would rather not make the playoffs and then get thrown into that lottery and stranger shit has happened. Yeah, because if you get moved really up, true. like let's see, the Blues do are the Blues pick is top ten protected to get the Philly pick, 
So if it does, it gets reverted to 2019. So then, uh, let's say, like Philly last year, they were barely missed the playoffs, and, and they moved up to number two, and that's yeah. why they traded Braden Chen and stuff. And, and that's kinda, what I'm saying. Like, if you know this isn't your year, and this ain't our year, yeah, can just, we forfeit I, the year? Well, I mean, <laughs> can you just, can't. If you take. get a top five pick, you could get Kachuk's kid this year. Yeah, you know? like there's to, players out there that are, are ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's top five, the top five picks are pretty good this year. Yeah. So, it's not an Eric Johnson year. Yeah, it's not a year where it's like you might like the guy who's number one is yeah defenseman, but it, like he's a two way defenseman. Not like Eric Johnson where he's just he was like a good defenseman who might develop more. Right. No, this guy's playing against men already at a, being an eighteen year old. Yeah. And doing well was the star one of the stars of World Juniors and stuff. So I mean, if they bought him out, they won't bottom him out because we're not going to get number one overall. But like. How crazy would it be if it's like another year where we miss the guy by a season? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the year before we tanked was the Crosby year. And then the year after was Kane. Yeah. And then yeah. like if In we between. get to the lottery this year, we miss Austin Matthews by a year. Yeah. You know, it's like it is what it is. So they, uh, it's going to be interesting. If they do get, wind up in the lottery and do get a good pick, they'll definitely move that Winnipeg pick. Oh, for sure. And, uh, they'll, well, that's the one thing we didn't talk about. Quickly, because oh. I know we're over an hour, was um, I, I strongly believe that um, the reason Stasny was moved was to get a first-round pick to, to try to flip to Ottawa uh, with along with either Sabotka and or Berglund to try to get Hoffman. But apparently Ottawa was insistent on wanting one of our big four prospects. And supposedly, a name I have down, uh, according to uh, what I've heard and everything, is they are really wanting Tate Thompson. Yeah. And that's apparently a no-go for uh, right now. I see it. It depends on a lot of things have to happen in the offseason. We'll talk about maybe an offseason plan coming up, depending on how the Blues do. I've been, you know, putting stuff in my head. I have my fantasy one, and I have my realistic one. Right. So, fantasy one sounds awesome. I'll tell you that right now. I'd be the best GM in the world if I pulled it off. Correct. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, if you line things up, I got three deep on a the centers. I mean, I got everything lined up. If I was, man, I'm I'm great at NHL 18. I'm yeah, fantastic. Me too. I'm like, got like five cups already in six years. Keep making trades. Nobody's safe on my team. I don't care. Nope. No. I'm hard. I'm hardcore on that one. So anyway, <laughs> so we'll leave it there, and then uh, we will get back to you guys soon. Bye. Don't talk to me before next Sunday. Come on, come on, take-